0: shiana medical disclaimer the advice that i'm sharing is based on my experience as a licensed massage therapist and an active participant in alternative healing practices the advice is for educational and informational purposes only while it may be useful to some be smart about it talk to a healthcare provider before trying out some of these practices i just want you to know that you do have options when it comes to healing Hi, welcome to who you call and holistic. Hey! Hi,
1: thank you for having me.
0: I am with Kaylin, and um, I've been following you for a while now, and I've seen you discussing African spirituality, and I I know that there's some people out there with questions about it. So I was like, mm, let me let me bring her on the show, see if we can get some of these questions <laughs> answered. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: So um, how long have you been involved with your spirituality journey?
1: Um, my answer to that would be for an, a lifetime. But I officially started my journey back in 2015. and. I must say that it truly is a lifelong journey. You are um, born with a connection, and eventually in your lifetime, you identify that connection and it it just takes off from there.
0: And um, so, my under, I have somewhat of an understanding of some of this African spirituality practice, um, just because of what I do and who I meet and whatnot. Uh, what, what's an Orisha? What is that? What does that even mean?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: So, well, first, before I,
1: before I get into talking about West African spirituality and our ATR, which is African Tradition Religion, I always start by this term that I use called decolonizing the mind, right? Um, So basically West African tradition has been around forever prior to slavery, prior to colonization. And we know that when West Africans were taken from their home, they lost a lot of their culture and a lot of their cultures and traditions and religions were demonized, right? Um, Which, in a way, led people to believe that working with spirits, deities, orishas, may be evil, but it really isn't. It's a rich heritage and root and connection to your culture. So I start by explaining that. Um, But an orisha is a deity. It's not a god. Um, There is a supreme god in in these traditions, but the Orishas are deities that are connected to every element of the earth and humans. Um, and a lot of West African traditions, these Orishas carry lots of energies and powers, but they are connected to you at birth, and they walk and guide you all throughout your life. And at some point, uh, if you are, if you go through a spiritual awakening, you become more connected with those orishas. So that's that's kind of the basics of what an orisha is and, and the purpose that they serve in our lives.
0: It's almost like a spirit guide. Basically. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what determines who your orisha is? How does how is that decided?
1: Oh, good question.
0: So in um in these traditions, it's believed that you
1: have a mother and a father orisha. Before we are born, um, our Orishas are assigned to us or to protect us on our earthly journey. And when we come down to earth, when we're born, we embody those energies of those Orishas. Uh, the seven Orishas will start off with Abatala, Oshun, Eshu, Shango, Ogun, Yemoya, and Oya. And each of these Orishas, um, they carry like I said, a, a energy, but also certain personality traits. And as you go throughout your life journey, you will notice that you embody a lot of those personality traits. So that's, that's the connection between the Orishas and human beings.
0: Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So do men and women have different roles then with these or, or like as they're practicing this spirituality?
1: Uh, yes and no. Okay. So let's, let's take me for an example, right? Like I'm a child of Obatala and Oshun. You will have a father and a, and a mother, Arisha, but one Arisha will control your head, which is how you think mentally, how you process things, maybe how you go about some of your actions. And then the other Arisha will control your feet, which is your body, how mm-hmm. the way you move, the essence that you give off, the energy that you give off, that's the energy and personality that people will see immediately upon meeting you. Gotcha. So for me, right? Uh, for me, a is my head, so I'm more of a cool, relaxed person. Um, I'm very cerebral. That's a trait of a and I'm all about justice because a represents balance and order, justice mm-hmm. like a scale. Okay. Oshun which is a very loving arita. She represents love, fertility, sweetness. Um, she represents the divine feminine, feminine energy. Um, she, her energy and her children are, are very, <laughs> the center of attention, I, I will say that, in, in some instances. Um, but also, Oshun can represent a woman's love and a woman's love, scorned.
2: Mm-hmm. So if you
1: see like a woman that loves really, really hard, she puts everything into her relationship, um, probably a child of Lashun, probably. And there are some good and bad with each, with each Orishas, um, and having and being a children of, of those Orishas that people identify. And it's really for you to understand the balance in your life. What are, what are some things that can take you far? and What are some things that can be your downfall in life?
0: So from what I've gathered with, um, you know, in reference to Oshun, some people are saying that Beyonce may be like the reincarnate of Oshun. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've heard something. this question so many times. <laughs> I've I hear I've heard this, this question so many times. So Beyonce is not the reincarnation of Oshun. She embodies Mm Oshun's energy, and she may be a child of Oshun. Whether Oshun is her head or her feet, she embodies that energy. But as much as everyone wants to be a child of Oshun, because she is the Orisha of love and fertility, everyone is not necessarily a child of Oshun. You may feel connected to Oshun because you may love love, and you love romance, and you love fashion, but you could just be a child of Oya, or a child of Ogun, or a child of Yemiya, which are all good orishas, and they do really, really um, have a connection with their children, and they protect you. Like Yemiya, children of Yemiya are very classy. Um, they're good cooks. They're loving. They have a very loving, motherly, nurturing essence to them. Um, children of Oya, they are good with business. They are good protectors. They do love. They are very, very good with um demanding and not settling for for anything that doesn't meet their standards, you know. So, no, um to just assume that Beyonce is a child of a shun, so you must be because you love love. That's not the way how. That's not how this works. Gotcha. At all. Well, she's mm-hmm. made references
0: to her as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um do you have to be African to practice this spirituality at all? Or do you have to look a certain way? Can anybody do this? So West African, um,
1: traditions and spirituality, it is a close practice. It is, um, something that is the rock of the African uh, diaspora. So it is, believe that you have to have some type of West African descent in order to practice these traditions and a way to find that out. I know some people will take a a DNA test. um, I forgot what it's called 23 andme or one of those, those tests to, to determine what your, your cultural background may be. Um, But another way to find it out is through an Odu reading. An Odu reading is a divinity, an Odu. Odoo reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Odoo reading is a divination which a priest or priestess will contact your spirit guides, your egg or which is also your ancestors, your ascended masters. They will sit down and contact them and they will come through with the messages for you. And more than likely, you can find out who your spirit guides may be, your Orishas may be, what your background may be, because you may think, well, I'm interested in the Orishas, I'm interested in Ifa or Santeria, Um, but really your ancestors are from Congo or from Ghana, and they may practice a different West African tradition than the interest that you have right now.
0: So you were mentioning Santeria and Ifa. Um, What are those... What what are those in relation to... Is Are they just under one big umbrella?
1: Well, I always say that most um, spirituality is connected in some type of way. You know, um, Ifa is rooted in the Nigerian culture and Santaria is a part of Ifa, is a part of West African traditions. Um, when Africans were taken to countries like Cuba or any... Um, Spanish-speaking countries, they took those traditions with them and they taught the locals there. And we always say that there's a bridge with these spiritualities. It's just a certain things were interpreted differently because of the language barrier, Mm -hmm. right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So in Santeria, they do almost the same thing and they have just about the same beliefs as Esau, But some things may differ. Like, for an example, like if I were to go to the ocean and I want to connect with Yemaya because that's where her essence and her energy lies. Um, And Nifa, we believe we can get in the water. And Santeria, they believe you do not get in the water when you are connecting with Yemaya at the ocean or when you're doing offerings at the Mm -hmm. ocean. So it's little things like that that may differ.
0: Okay.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And how, like, if somebody were listening and they were like, I want, to, I want to do this. I want to do this. How does one become a part of this religion?
1: Start with an Odu reading. Okay. I would say start there. Start with an Odu reading. Find out what is your, what is your cultural background? What is your journey? Who is protecting you? Um, because, again, you may have an interest in, excuse me, Ifa, but really your ancestors are from Congo. Mm-hmm. And they practice something else. They may practice a con. Or maybe your ancestors may want you to practice lukami, you know, which is another um, African spirituality
0: very close to Santeria and Ifa.
1: Okay. So you start there. Start with an
0: Odoo reading. Okay. So you had one of those in 2015 and had your mind blown since then? Yes.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. So just a little bit of, about me. Um, I am a spiritual practitioner as well, a person that's born with gifts. I'm an empath as well. I also work with Roots. And I remember the very first time I sat down and got an Odu reading. And when I tell you read for Phil, <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I was read for quick. Phil. Pause that real quick because I had like people asking me what red for filth meant the other day. They were like, what did did you say? So please explain what red for filth means (laughs) because not everybody understands that apparently. Okay. So
1: (laughs) reading for filth is when someone tells you about yourself and they're spot on. It's not necessarily a, a, a negative thing. So I may say can I know that you're connected to blue because of X, Y, and Z. And I don't know you. I'm a perfect stranger in the street. Right. You know, that's an example of reading for filth. So um, it's when someone just pinpoints something about you and they're dead on, mm-hmm. absolutely dead on.
0: Yeah. So you got completely read for filth in your first Odu reading.
1: Yes, com- completely, completely. My ancestors came through. My readership came through. My father, that passed came through. I mean, it was definitely a tear-jerking moment, but it was beautiful. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. It was no negative thing at all. I found out what my journey in life is, what my path in life, life is, what they would like to see me do, what they require from me. Um, you find out a lot of information in those who do readings. It's about an hour, mm-hmm. um, but it is a beautiful thing. and I, And I believe that every person that is from the African diaspora, that they should connect with their roots and get an ODO reading and, and find out about their path and their journey.
0: Even if they don't want to become a part of this practice, would you recommend an O'Du reading or just?
1: I would, I would. Okay. And, and honestly, and honestly, again, these practices are closed practice, um, but you do not have to initiate. And I say that because don't get me wrong. Some people are like, well, I'm Black, so I'm, I, I have a right to do this. And It doesn't necessarily work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, With an Odu reading and whatever your path is will come through for you, but it does not necessarily mean that you have to initiate to this practice. Like for an example, let's take me. I remember when I started this journey in 2015 and I got my first Odu reading, you couldn't tell me in my mind at that time that I was not going to be initiated as a priestess of Oshun. And here we are, years later, and I have not done that
2: mm.
1: because, right? It, and you get these little do readings several times throughout the year. You can get it every three to four months or twice a year. Okay. You can do it. I say twice a year is minimum, but um, things will change for you in your do reading. So you'll think, okay, here, 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 this comes. I'm a child of Babala. I'm a child of yemaya you know, I have all these gifts. This is what they want me to do. And then six months later, you go back and it might be a little different.
2: Mm. It might
1: be a little different for you. You know, they're telling you, we don't want you to initiate to this practice because your ancestors want you to practice voodoo. Mm. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and if it comes through that you're not supposed to initiate to this practice, then you have to move very carefully and respect the tradition and the religion
0: gotcha
1: one thing that i see that when people pick up an interest in um african tradition or african spirituality they will skip right over and just go straight to the orishas mm. they will have this strong interest in the orishas but really in these traditions your first connection is your ancestors
2: mm. you will
1: get all of your you will get all of your answers there you have to build a relationship with them And when people hear the word ancestors, they're thinking of their grandmother that may have passed, their great aunt, great uncle, whoever. But it doesn't just start there. You have thousands of generations of ancestors dating all the way back to pre-prior to colonization that are working in your favor. And they're calling you. They want your attention,
0: right? And how would somebody how would somebody know that they were trying to get their attention? Like how would, how would they know that? How are they getting their attention? What are they doing to get their attention? Ooh, it's a good question.
1: So I say spiritual awakening is kind of the beginning,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: When you go through a spiritual awakening, you understand, Hey, there's something there that's a part of me it's, it's very much there. You may start to see angel numbers. I've heard you mention that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll start to see other physical signs that something is calling you, something's grabbing your attention. Mm-hmm. And also, you will feel it physically as well. You know, your body will start to change, your mind will start to change, you will start being pulled in that direction. And sooner or later, you will find yourself in front of a diviner, whether it's through getting your first reading tarot cards or someone's. Uh, Doing an egg reading for you or a water reading for you, some type of way they're going to pull you in that direction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Eventually, as much as you try to resist, you're going to get pulled <laughs> in that direction. <laughs> um, because I know I resisted for a long time. Me coming from a heavy Christian background, mother's mm, a pastor, my mm, father, my stepfather is, is a pastor.
2: Mm,
0: I
1: resisted it for a long
0: time. <laughs> you were wild growing up, weren't you?
1: Oh my goodness. I I was rebellious. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was rebellious as far as I always knew that it has to be more than
0: this. Mm-hmm. I wonder why, why that is with this. pastor's kids. I don't know why that's a thing. Like why it's a thing. It seems to be a thing. Um, what? <laughs> so one of the things that I've, um, one of the things that I talk about often when I practice some of my Reiki um sometimes I work with angels. You know, sometimes I'll call in an mm-hmm. archangel to assist me with my session. Um I always say like me and archangel Michael are like this. Um mm-hmm. I have cards that I read with archangel Metatron. Um mm-hmm. as far as like orishas, like can people just work with orishas just because like people can work with angels? No. Okay. No.
1: So that's, that, that goes back to what I said about respecting the tradition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just because you may have a, you feel a connection to these mm-hmm. Orishas does not mean that you should automatically work with them. You right. need to work with your ancestors first. Right. And in your Odoo reading, it will come out which Orishas you need to work with and when and right. what to do and how to do it. Um, I studied a lot on synchronization when our African ancestors were brought here to America and how they synchronized angels and saints into their beliefs already. So like, for an example, the Orisha Shango, Shango was the only Orisha that was once a human being. He was a King. Mm -hmm. And when Shango died, he became an Orisha. So our African ancestors, when they heard that story, and then they heard the story of Jesus Christ,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a human that died,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that became a spirit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They connected
2: the two. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's and 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 that's how they use that to survive. Eventually, some of them completely um, converted to Christianity, but the ones that still practiced, that's what they did, and that's how they. Kept some of the traditions alive, right? So it goes the same thing with Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael, he would be equivalent to one of the orishas like his energies and what, what he does. I believe it's Shango, but don't a hundred percent quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the, a lot of the, again, when I, when I, let me rewind. I remember when I was having a conversation with my mother about my practice. This was about two years ago. Again, she's a Christian pastor in Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from Charleston.
0: <laughs> oh, that's down, down the street from me. Pastor. Hmm? That's down the street from me.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> when I, I heard that you were in Columbia, I'm like, oh, you're, you're not too far away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not too far away. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I was explaining, um, my traditions and my beliefs to my, my Christian mother, Christian pastor mother and she asked me well where does this come from? What is, What is this? So I explained to her, I said, okay what you call angels, we call racians. You mm-hmm. see? There's, There's a just a bunch of crossover. It's just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and what you call God we call him a Ludomari.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You, call, you call God an ultimate uh, source, ultimate God. We have an ultimate God too. His name is Mari.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Same thing with Catholicism. Um, their saints, some of mm-hmm. their saints would be equivalent to our Arishas. Yep. So there is some type of connection there. It's just a difference in the language, if you want to say, mm-hmm. and how you go
0: about working
1: with the deities these saints these angels these orations
0: so do you think your family has become more accepting of it now that they have a better understanding or are absolutely. they just kind of like she just absolutely. does whatever
1: <laughs> absolutely um in my case i'm very grateful to have a family that supports me and what i'm doing but i also believe to anyone that's interested in practicing um or anyone that is practicing, I believe that it's how the way that you explain your traditions and your beliefs and your practice to your Christian family. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, you can start by decolonizing the mind by explaining the history of how we were taken away from our culture and our beliefs. And you're going back to those original cultural beliefs and spiritual practices. But also too, you do explain the connection you call them angels. I call them Mauritius. You call this, this. I call this, this.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: do, on Sundays, you do a communion, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you drink of his blood and you eat of his flesh. You take the bread and you drink the juice. That's the representation of that ritual. For me, my ritual on Sunday was connecting my ancestors as I light a white candle for them.
2: Mm-hmm. I have
1: their pictures. I have their favorite perfumes. I have flowers. Um, If you want to say, well, I don't believe in lighting a white candle for my ancestors. Well, you say, well, when someone passes away, what is a visual? Mm -hmm. It's the Mm -hmm. same process. You're lighting a white candle to help guide their spirit, Mm -hmm. to calm their spirit, to transition them into the ancestral room, to connect with them. So it's how the way that you explain it to them to get them to understand, even if they may not have agree for what you're doing there has to be some type of grace in explaining, this, explaining what you're doing to them and, and that's what I was able to do and eventually over the years my mom will go out somewhere and she'll say you know I was just walking past this store and something told me to get this. And I went in a store and it was an African mask. Do you want it? (laughs) Something told me to get it for you. Here it is. Years later, she's over here sending me stuff to put on my altar. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like my mom. um, When I first started practicing Reiki and I did like Reiki water for her and she was like, are you, what is this? Are you, are you a witch? And I was like, what? Cut out, cut it out, cut it out. No. And now she's like my biggest cheerleader. And she's like, hey, Shiana's having mm-hmm. Shiana's having a, a Reiki event. You should, you should come to it. And like she's promoting mm-hmm. it all the time now. So it is, it's funny how that, that comes full circle. Um, mm-hmm. I know you talked about like decolonizing the mind and even the way you explain it to your, your family and whatnot, you have a great way to go about it. Are there any other misconceptions that you hear of often that you're like, no, it's not that way? that you, you want to clear the air for people? Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Another misconception that I have heard will um, concern is this topic of animal sacrifice. Right?
0: Mm,
2: yeah, especially
0: right. on Instagram because mm-hmm. you know they, th- these people say that they're from IFA and that they want to they mm-hmm. bless you with something and they've got like these scary pictures on their, on their profile and you're like, I don't know if I want your help. Mm-hmm, hmm 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 So animal sacrifice well, isn't a requirement? No and yes. Okay, all right. You don't have to.
1: So, so let me let me explain that, if yes and no. Um, How I explain animal sacrifice is I tie it to the Old Testament, right? So I had this conversation with my mother at one point. She was like, well, is it true that y'all kill animals for this and i was like well didn't god tell his followers to do that at one point you know Mm -hmm. i don't think that you guys do it as much anymore but it's kind of kind of going in that direction you know a, a little similarity there so with animal sacrifice how that works is some of some orishas in order for them to work work for you they do require blood right not all the time. Mm-hmm. not all the time okay so let's say you sit down it's time for your second do reading everything's coming up for you hey you're gonna start this business at this date blah 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 oh you get all that information it's in a bad. reading oh
2: yes oh yes. okay
1: it's very it's very detailed very <laughs> detailed right. um right yeah they're gonna <laughs> say hey uh, this new job is coming for you or you're gonna leave this job and- Start this. You need to do a spiritual bath for this, X, Y, and Z. And oh, by the way, Oshun came through and she wants an offering from you. We call that a bow, right? Okay. And, and a bow can go either way. Her offering could be something simple as go sit by the river and meditate with me, bring me three oranges. Bring me three oranges and five sunflowers. Or her abo could be something else. Let's say, for an example, in your Odu reading, it came up that trouble is coming your way. Someone is coming to harm you. Or you may get pulled over and you may have a, a warrant or something that you're not aware of. You may go to jail. That may come up in your Odu reading for you. Let's say Oshun is saying, I want to protect you in that situation. I need to prevent this for you. I need a stronger offering. Mm. I gotcha. need an animal offering. I need a blood offering, right? To make me stronger so I can protect you.
2: Gotcha.
1: And with those, with those type of it you do not do them yourself. Let me stress. this. <laughs> you do not do them yourself. I have had a bowls where I was not even there in the room. Okay. And then I've had a bowls where I've had to do, where I've had to be there. Right. Um, and they will be priestess or priest, which is called a baba. That's the male priest. And an iya, which is a female priest. They will do the offering for you. And I promise you, it never fails. It never Interesting. fails. Interesting. Okay. And again, to anyone that has concerns about that, we did it in the Old Testament. And there are other cultures that do the same. I'm going to go off task a little bit. I hope you okay.
0: don't mind. No, you go right
1: when ahead. When I was working at Chase, I worked with a young lady that was from Bangladesh, and she practiced Hinduism. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the similarities between our spiritual beliefs I explained to her how Shango and Oshun represent feminine and masculine energy I explained the story the love story between them that Shango one day saw her he fell in love with her and she gave him a taste of her honeypot and after that Shango could never leave her alone
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: and when I explained that story to her she said that is very similar to our belief Mm-hmm. They have a deity called Krishna and a female deity called Ra, which is the feminine and masculine energies together. But in their beliefs, because they belong together, you say their names together. So you say Krishna Ra. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that that was interesting. And again, you're bridging the connections there. So in their traditions, too, it may come about that you may have to do an animal sacrifice for this deity to work on your behalf to protect you. And that's just working with the Orishas. When it comes down to your ancestors, you can work with your ancestors and you do not have to be initiated to any practice. Okay. That is your personal connection.
0: Right. hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, so animal sacrifices aren't always a requirement. That's that's always good to hear. Um, mm-hmm. We discussed angel numbers, um, and you have referenced some numbers. Does numerology play a part in in this practice at all? Yes, 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 yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Your your Arisha's your egg rooms, your ancestors, they will speak to you through numbers mm. back to back. Okay. Like for me, for an example, right? Five, five, five. My ancestors know that for me, they have to double down on messages for me because I know I'm a little hard-headed, <laughs> just a little bit. So let's say um, I see the number 1111, mm-hmm. right? And 1111 means that it's like a divine timing. It's basically saying, you're on the right path. We're opening up doors for you. Keep doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And I'll see that and I'm like, well, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> and then I'll hear check your email. So I listen. i listen to that little voice in my head. Mm-hmm. I'll check my email and it will be an offer letter for a new job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like they double down on those messages when they give it to you. But yes, you will see them constantly you also see physical manifestations like for an example if oshun is present you will see a yellow butterfly Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: may see a peacock you may see a vulture and hopefully you don't (laughs) hopefully you don't see a vulture right um because if you see a vulture and it's a representation of oshun you may Maybe doing something you're not supposed to do mm-hmm. and that's a warning mhm that's a warning she's warning you, hey, change whatever you're doing this this is this is not the path you want to be on you know mm-hmm. so you 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 will see physical manifestations of um, of those angel numbers as well, or if they want to double down on messages for you like that
0: okay yeah, even um you know i I reference like an animal spirit guide book often, and vultures in that are a similar like a similar message like you know to kind of not watch out but you know like be resourceful you know like apply the knowledge that you have from your knowing you know that kind of information so Mm -hmm. it's again one of those like crossovers like these messages all come from some somewhere like it's interesting that they they mingle like they do Mm -hmm. One of the other things that I've noticed, um, like, I don't think, I I don't know that I've seen you in them. I'm not really sure now that I'm thinking about it. But necklaces, beaded necklaces, what is that significance? Does everybody in this uh, African religion have to wear a specific kind of necklace to show that they're in it?
1: So, yes, those beaded necklaces are called electives. You are given ilekes once you start the initiation
0: mm. under those African practices, which you didn't do. So, um, I'm sorry. You you don't have the necklaces, correct? No.
1: no okay, because you said you didn't, them. and it, yeah, yeah, got it. I follow. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I um I have one ileke, but no, I'm not a full initiate under Ifa or Santeria or Lukumi. No, I, I don't. Um, but you do receive those elekes once you initiate. Okay. Again, um, once you initiate, I have seen people that take an interest in these traditions, and they are not initiate, but they'll go on Amazon and buy, and buy those elekes. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Those elekes are sacred items. Mm-hmm. They represent an initiation and a connection to each of your egun, your spirit guides, your ascended message. Um, they also represent protection as well. Just as the Native Americans have their sacred garments for their initiation and their ceremonies and their tribes, we have the same. Um, I do want to hit a little bit on the let case a little further.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Before we were colonized, we expressed our culture and our tradition, our practice freely out in the street. And once we became enslaved, we had to practice our traditions in secret, the mm-hmm. ones that continued. So if you ever see someone with a legate, sometimes you may notice that you'll just see it around the top of their neck, but they're not wearing it outside of their clothes. That comes from us practicing our traditions in secrecy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, some things have changed. Some, some people, they wear them off freely and do 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 as you must. Mm-hmm. if it's meant for you to do that if it comes up in your odoo that it is okay for you to do that then continue but if you go to Nigeria oh they're wearing it out openly, mm-hmm. freely they don't hide it in their in their garment because they never had to you know but that's what that means
0: are there um, like any you know like I'm trying to think of what religions um, you know some things you shouldn't do like are there any practices you can't do like maybe you can't drink alcohol maybe you can't partake in in the cannabis is are you affected by any of that in your practice are those rules for you um so
1: again these 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 practices are not like um your traditional single god religion Mm -hmm. right it's more based on your particular journey. there isn't There aren't many set rules that applies to everybody. So like for me, for an example, I don't have any limitations on consuming cannabis or smoking herbs or um, consuming alcohol. that's not That's not a restriction in, in my path for this lifetime. Okay. But for my child when she gets her do reading, as they come out later, it may be a restriction for her. They're saying, Hey, in this lifetime, it is not best for you to consume alcohol. It may be, it may contribute to your downfall.
0: Mm. And it's all about your
1: individual journey.
0: Hmm? Do you have to be a certain age to begin this journey? Like when, when is that allowed?
1: (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. no, no.
0: You can start it. You can be born into the tradition.
1: Okay. And you can start at any point. Like for me, for an example, I have a ten-year-old, and I teach her these things, but I don't force it on her. Right. I want her to understand her history and her cultural roots, but it's not forced on her. If she has a true interest to continue these traditions, which I hope that she does. I hope that she does. I've, I've put in a lot of work to. <laughs> Breaking generational things here, <laughs> um, but the answer is 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 no. You don't have to be a certain age. You can teach your children, and I highly recommend that. At least teach your children to connect with their ancestors. At least teach them to honor their ancestors. To build an altar. I always say a home without an altar is ungrounded. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um you know, teach them, teach them those things. And if they decide to continue the path to initiate at some point in life, then that's their choice. And what but about,
0: is, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, um, what about significant others? Like, is, do you think that's a requirement that they be a part of your practice as well? Or do you think you have to meet somebody that's already a part of that practice to, to work it out?
1: Oh, good question. <laughs> I would say the answer is no. Okay. No, um, it's not a requirement. But again, your spiritual journey is just that. It's your journey. So if it comes up for you and you're a due reading that your ancestors really highly recommend that you be with someone that is spiritual, then that may be the best for you. But there are a lot of people out here that practice these traditions and their partners are not on those spiritual paths but they have some type of understanding mm-hmm. to this. I'm going to use myself as an example. When I started this journey in t- 2015, I was in a five-year relationship at that time. Um, the young man that I was with was not spiritual.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: started off with the basis, you know, cleaning my home, staging my home, lighting a white candle after I cleaned. Things like that using Paulo, um, and as I began to advance more into my journey, there was a misunderstanding, misconceptions. There, Um, he didn't consider himself a religious person, but again, your partner may have a hard time getting over the negative perceptions
0: of what you're doing. Right. The
1: demonized perceptions of what you're right. doing. Because it's totally opposite of that.
0: And did you think you were worshiping anyone? Satan or something?
1: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm fortunate I did didn't have that experience. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um no. No, but I, I really feel for people that I have been through that, but no, that wasn't my experience. Um, no, he just did it like the sage, which was interesting. He he hated Sage because hmm. he, wa- he, he was
0: the negative, the, he was the negative energy.
1: He was the negative. He was the negative energy. That Sage drew him right out of my life. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he didn't like it. And to be honest with you, looking back at it, he was a very pessimistic person. Mm. <laughs> well,
2: Sage so, did its job.
1: <laughs> mm hmm. It it did its job. So. To anyone that's um, that's going through that, that is with a partner that may not support what you're doing, you have to ask yourself, is this person hindering my spiritual journey? Because these these are questions that I had to ask myself and my ancestors. Mm -hmm. And we know that over time, the answer to that was yes. So to me, spiritual health and mental health is very important for me. And anyone that becomes an anchor in my journey, I have to release them. Mm-hmm. I don't need anyone limiting how far I'm able to go. So that relationship did end. And my partner now does practice African spirituality. When I met him, he didn't. But eventually he did. And it wasn't of my own influence.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: was he just genuinely felt a uh calling and a connection to that and explored it more and he got deeper into the practice but no for you as an individual it's not a requirement you can date someone that doesn't practice the same traditions as you or their spirituality may be different or they're not spiritual at all Mm -hmm. but as long as it's not hindering your journey
0: and you actively you actively practice uh hoodoo
1: now yes so so with me me personally i work more closely with more closely with my ancestors a lot of my ancestors did practice hoodoo again i'm from Charleston, south carolina you know mm-hmm. um
0: makes sense hoodoo is
1: all over the place it, it, it's all it's there
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: there they just a lot of people um are christian so they don't call it hoodoo but that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're working with herbs to get over a cold, if you're working with herbs to clear the energy in the house, if you're making hop and johns on New <laughs> Year's Eve, you over here making oils for yourself, you're wearing oils, mm-hmm. that's hoodoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. hoodoo. So I do honor a lot of my hoodoo uh ancestors. I do work a lot with hoodoo, um, but I, again, I do respect that, these traditions are closed practices, so I don't work with any spirits, any Orishas, any deities, any spirit guides
0: until I get the okay from my Odu regime. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, why do you think there has been a sudden resurgence in, in this African spirituality? Why do you think it's, it's all of a sudden becoming more mainstream?
1: I hope you're ready for a story time.
0: I'm ready for a story time.
1: <laughs> okay. So I have, a, I have a story for you. So over 400 years ago, the story goes that there is a great mother and a great father, a Alutamari, and you have your divine goddess that created the earth and everything. The divine mother actually put women in charge because we held 90% of the power. In Africa, she put women in charge. Men actually worshiped women. There were sibyls, oracles, Iyamis, all of these gifted women that had gifts to make the earth run, to make everything smooth. The story goes that men became very jealous of women's power and they believed that they should be honored, they should be worshiped. So they overthrew the power and the control of black women. Mm. Divine Mother became very upset with this and she cursed all men. And she said, what you've done to my daughters, I will do to you and your daughters. And your people will suffer for 400 years. And the story continues. I just got goosebumps. That after that, our West African countries were colonized and we were enslaved.
2: Mm. And that
1: curse that she put on those descendants of those black men would last 400 years. Mm. The ending of that 400 years was December of 2020. So it is how the story goes is when that curse ends, a lot of people will wake up and they will go back to their original callings. They will go back to their original traditions. They will go back to their original beliefs and practices. So if you want to compare that story to what's going, now, going yeah. on now, you can kind of see yeah. a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fitting. It's fitting. Um, a little bit. I just thought that that story was interesting, but I believe that the recent surge within the last few years was just honestly just people waking up, mm-hmm. people connecting. I believe that a lot of um, ancestral connections are getting stronger. They're mm-hmm. waking their children up. They're saying, come back to me. Come back to your practice. Come back to your roots. Come back to your culture. Come back to us. Mm-hmm. I do believe a little bit of um, media and social media could be an influence. I, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Um, I love Beyonce. I'm a Beehive fan all day. But when she did Lemonade, I believe, and mm-hmm. she made an ode to Ocean, it definitely sparked a major interest, which I believe that was her intent. Mm-hmm. But um some people took it a little differently. Like they, mm-hmm. they're they like, "Oh, who's this Ashun? Oh, I'm a child of Ashun." It's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> no. You're skipping no, steps. No, 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 it's not how it's supposed to go. You're steps. I'm doing this to spark you, so you can research. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I have noticed since, since about 2015 that there has been a surge in that. And I do believe part of it is influenced by media and social media. But whatever the influence may be, I personally celebrate it. I celebrate it. I'm happy. I'm so happy for people to go back. Me personally, I'm very happy that people are going back to their traditions and their spirituality and embracing those. And gaining more knowledge. And and I I love the stance. Do you.
2: Mm -hmm. Do you.
1: Love you. Love everything about your culture and your background and your blackness. I love it.
0: (laughs) Um, Just if you're going to. I'm sorry.
1: Go ahead. I would just say if you're going to continue on this path, that make sure that you have the right people in place to help guide you physical people in place and if you're in a place where you're like well you know what i don't have that around me there isn't anyone that practices ATR. there isn't anyone that that does this i don't know about i don't know a priestess ask for it
2: mm-hmm.
1: ask the universe for it ask your ancestors for it ask them for it write it down you know i say I that all the time listening. write that
0: shit down yes the script Script
1: it down. You know how to script. Say, dear universe, I am thankful for sending the right people to me to guide me on my spiritual journey. Send them to me. Thank you so much. It is done. You know, mm-hmm. it, You do it, and it will happen to you. I promise you, it will happen. You need those people in your place to guide you and to teach you, mm-hmm. because no one knows it all. Your your life journey is is all. It's going to be that. It's always going to be a learning experience. Mm-hmm.
0: Are there any um, books or resources that you would like to recommend for people um, maybe just starting this journey or people that just want more information? Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, so I would recommend if you're interested in the African diaspora and their traditions and relations are specifically Orisha's, you can start with this book called Orisha, New World, Black God. You can start there. And they have a series of other smaller books on each orisha. You can find those as well. You can go to your local botanica, you can get it online, go to a bookstore, they have it. If you're interested in hoodoo and how to use herbs to heal yourself, because that's what hoodoo is, it's just using herbs and um for protection, healing, and manifestation. There's a book that's called 365 Days of Hoodoo, and that talks about um, how hoodoo is synchronized with all of the religions that we were taught when we were brought to the Americas and how to use those herbs to protect yourself. It talks about using herbs for floor wash, using herbs for spiritual baths, using herbs to cleanse your home. It's, It's a very resourceful book. It's honestly one of my favorite books. Okay. But those are the two that I
0: would recommend for those, just to start. Okay. And I'll have those in my show notes for everybody listening. I'll make sure to, to have those listed. Is there anything else that you would like to share that maybe I haven't asked? To anyone that's interested in
1: APR, I cannot stress this enough. I just cannot stress it enough. Start with your ancestors. Start with your ancestors. It's like this. Let's say you are a little kid and you have your grandmother holding your hand. She's walking with you down the street. She's protecting you. She's looking out for you, making sure no cars hit you, feed you, take care of you, everything. And then someone walks up to you and they have a piece of candy for you. They have something they want to give you. Do you think that they can just give you that candy? Or do you think that they have to ask your grandmother first?
0: They definitely need to ask.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it's like when you skip over working with your ancestors and you go straight to the Orishas. Mm. You have to go through your ancestors first. They are your main connection. Oshun just can't walk up to you and give you something. If you just can't walk up to you and just give you something, you have a channel that you have to go through. Build with in first. And I can honestly say your ancestors is going to do way more for you than your Orishas is going to. I have no disrespect to the Orishas. Again, I respect these traditions, but they will. Your ancestors will. They constantly work for you. With you being initiated or not, whether you know it or not, doesn't matter if you're Christian, doesn't matter if you're Catholic, doesn't matter what your background is, your ancestors work for you. They are ascended and they work for you. Also, in these traditions as well, We work very closely with, I'm going to use this term, the chakras, right? But in one tradition, they may call them chakras, but we call them something totally different. Mm -hmm. Like For an example, the third eye chakra, we call it our ori. There is a connection to our ori so that we can connect to our spirit guides and our ancestors, that we can connect and hear those messages, our intuitions, our spiritual gifts. All of that derived from the connection with our ori. So if you're empath, if you are a clairaudient, if you are whatever spiritual gifts that you may have, you can strengthen those with your connection to your ori. And it's like, well, how do I connect to my ori? How do I open my ori? How do I open my third eye? Same process, meditation, clean mm-hmm. eating,
2: mm-hmm. cleaning
1: your aura, balancing your aura, same thing, mm-hmm. same exact thing. When you are working with your ancestors and you're building an altar, because I say start there, you can start by having a white tablecloth. You don't always have to have one, a glass of water, and a white candle. If you know their names, you can write their names down on a separate piece of paper right next to the candle. Always keep fresh flowers. Offer them fruit. Offer them music. If you knew that some of your ancestors loved tobacco, they love smoke put some put a cigar or a cigarette over there on the altar mm-hmm. um if you know that your ancestors like gin put that over there they like a certain perfume they like listening to camille when they were alive or the sensations or they like listening to gospel music play that for them on their sacred day
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: um it's like a way to keep that relationship you're building that relationship and i always say try to do it on the same day every week it's like having a meeting, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: your ancestors will get accustomed to you coming on that day because they're like, okay, she's coming with macaroni and cheese today. It's Sunday. It's four <laughs> o'clock. It's the time that she comes. We're ready. It's like right. going over to see your, 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 your favorite favorite relatives, you know? Um. Another thing with working with your ancestors, I always say this, because we do have really, really good, strong ancestors, but we also have someone that may not have been the best when they were alive
0: everybody right? has one of those uncles yep yeah, yeah. Everybody we, got we, one of them we, uncles we
1: everybody. Have, everybody yep we all have those we all have those who we side eye when they were alive we're like i don't know i don't know about you you mm-hmm. know <laughs> we we have them and and they transcend into the ancestral we know this so when you are working with your ancestors you want to call upon your strong and good ancestors And I always say, you can start with this prayer. You can write it down on the white candle that you have in a glass, or you can write it down on a piece of paper and put it underneath the glass or near it. And I say, you can say this, right? To all of my ascended ancestors that walk, died, protect me, who lived well and die well, I light this white candle to honor you. Thank you for protecting me thank you for loving me i love you i light this candle as a connection to you and whatever else that you want to say in the prayer can follow suit but that is how you start off the connection and you're calling upon the right ancestors using the right words my ancestors that live well and die well the ones that do protect me the ones that do walk with me the ones that do guide me you start there and that way you can keep the other <laughs> ancestors that were a little, you know, you know, questionable. You can keep them at bay. Yeah, yeah, a little questionable. You can keep them at bay, and they know not to come into this space right now.
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Um. Another thing is, I hear people ask the question, "How do I know when my ancestors are talking to me?" Right and I say it like this, you're not going to hear a physical voice. Okay. More than likely you're not going to hear a physical voice unless you're a good audience or you're, you're gifted in that way. Okay.
0: (laughs) You'd be creeped out if you did though. Hmm? You'd be creeped out if you did.
1: Right. Most people would, like if they just
0: heard a voice, they'd be like, "Where,
1: where the fuck did that come from? exactly exactly and your ancestors know that right they know they're like you know what no
0: we, we know we're we gonna scare That's her off let's go like in it. slow yeah like
1: exactly exactly because mm-hmm. they know that their voices can be scary so they're not more than likely not going to do that to you unless unless your get are like that and you can handle that but sometimes your ancestors voices is going to sound like your own thoughts
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: going to sound like your own voice in your own head
2: mm-hmm.
1: i can't tell you how many times i have been somewhere and i heard go here
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't ask any questions <laughs> at first at first i'm like where does thought come from is this mine mm-hmm. you know why am i going here but i went anyway mm-hmm. and sure enough wherever i go i was led into a good opportunity right and the more that you listen the stronger the voice gets
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then of course there's the physical manifestations like we talked about
2: earlier mm-hmm. Synchronicity. but that's
1: how that works so so more than likely you you're not you're not really gonna hear them see them too much they they know if he's scary or not
2: <laughs> <laughs> they know what they know, you can handle you can handle it,
1: mm-hmm. right they know it right right they know what you can handle exactly exactly
0: if anybody else has questions um where can they reach you my
1: instagram handle is thundercat with a c a t l all one word they can reach me there you can inbox me dm me ask me any questions, I promise you, I will get back with you. Yeah.
0: Thank you. And thanks again for, for sharing all of this information. I know a lot of people, you know, they see African spirituality and a lot of people have like, you know, I've driven by places and I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't know about that place. But it's, mm-hmm. it's that, that demonizing that we discussed that has happened that it's almost like we're forced to be scared of it in a sense.
1: Mm hmm. But right.
0: What I tell people all the time is like, you know, things that you're scared of, whether it's, you know, African spirituality, whether it's finances, just do your research, do some reading on it until you're not scared of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Thank you again for coming on the show to share all this wisdom. I appreciate you. No,
1: thank you so much for having
0: me. Blessings on you. A big thank you to Caitlin for all of her knowledge that she shared with us today. And, um, yeah, you know, so let me share something with you guys real quick. (laughs) Welcome back to me, first of all. Yeah, my bad. Um, I realize, like, you know, I, I guess I have, like, this perfectionism thing that happens. And rather than come on here and fuck things up, I just don't come on here at all. So I'm working on that, um... Because even as I was like editing, I was like, oh my gosh, I kept saying Aoife instead of Aoife. So just know that I died several deaths on the inside as I was editing, as I was going through the through the motions, listening to myself. Because again, who really wants to listen to themselves anyway? So that's a whole nother journey in itself. Um, but I'm working on it, just so you know. Uh, this perfectionism thing isn't going to work, so y'all are just going to have to roll with me as I continue to grow and uh, accept my mistakes because, I mean, we all make them. And I guess just me admitting to you that I'm going to make some mistakes is going to help me not feel so bad about making the mistakes. So uh, thank you for still listening. Um, I do have some, some more guests lined up for this and more stories to tell. I'm very excited about the, the topics I have lined up. I have a whole list of topics, just so you know. Um, it's just that perfectionism thing that I was struggling with, but fuck perfectionism because it's not going to get you anywhere, but stuck. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. (laughs) On another note, uh, if you haven't made one of my Reiki events yet, I have them every full moon and they are pay what you can. Otherwise I have one-on-one sessions available and I do still teach Reiki if you are interested in learning the practice. Um. It's done a lot for me. It's done a lot for my clients. So I want to share it as often as I can. And I want everybody to experience it. So um, part of my journey here, not even part of my journey, my journey here in life is to teach things. (laughs) And the other part of my journey is to provide karma for everybody that I meet. So I'm literally here to give people good vibes. That's what I'm here to do. Like I'm here to light up people's lives that I interact with. So hopefully you got something out of this. If you haven't learned anything yet from me, then you probably don't need to be listening anymore. Um, or you need to be listening harder, either one, but yeah, it's been fun. Be sure you tag me if you're listening. Uh, I do like to interact with you guys. So, uh, and also subscribe if you haven't already. And what other advice do I have for you today to meditate and hydrate? of course always um, let me while i'm while I'm here discussing meditate and hydrate, let me just explain why the hydration part is that important if you don't already know because I know you know the things about hydration for your body, toxins, all the bullshit that you learn from reading about how much water you need to drink, right? however, the metaphysical aspect of the hydration part that I like to push is if you think about, you know, the fact that we are mostly made of water, right. And even the earth is mostly made of water. Correct. If you realize that, you know, water is a conduit and energy can travel through water easier. It makes sense why you can't receive intuitive guidance, why you feel the brain fog, why you don't feel like yourself if you are not hydrated enough. I hope that makes sense. Um, so basically, like, if you want to be a magical bitch, you got to be hydrated. That's, that's what I want you to take from that. Um, actually, I have men listening, they probably don't want to be magical bitches. But mm, if you, if you want to, if you want to make some shit happen, you need to hydrate. For those that don't want to be magical bitches. Okay? Okay. Take care. I'll see you guys next time. Love you, bye.